Spencer kind of covers it all, right? Yeah, exactly. I was swimming yesterday with them. So just keep them entertained and you're going to, yeah. Nice. That's creativity. We were talking at the top of the show, uh, pre-top of the show, how businesses are almost like children, uh, that they have the different stages. And there's probably different healthy life balances when you're raising your kids and you've got the parents and then you've got the, uh, the children. So you've got employer-employee relationships and different elements that all happen there as well. Well, great. Well, we're, we are in the matrix behind the scenes connecting all the dots so that Facebook is going to be live here. Mm-hmm. And we've got people from all around the world. Somebody who's even here in the darkness, Mark, with your light coming through. So we appreciate that. No problems. That's fine. <laughs> Okay, so we are now officially live. Welcome, everybody, to the Scale Up Academies podcast, which is called the Scale Up Heroes. And we are online today with some legitimate heroes. And like true heroes, uh, you have, you know, fighting crime and saving the world, and then heroes have to relax at the same time. Like, you can't always be Superman. Rocket Man's got to oil up his joints every once in a while. So, rightly so, we are talking today about how to manage your business scaling and your life's relaxation. So how do you manage that work-life balance? And we've got people from around the world to discuss. Mike is here. Uh, He is in London. He's the CEO of Scale-Up Academy, uh, which puts this on. And if you haven't checked out scaleupacademy.io, I suggest you do that. Then we've got Mark Cope, who's the CEO and co-founder at super hands <laughs> in Kuala Lumpur and he is with us in the nighttime so we appreciate that we got Jamie Ward CEO and co-founder of pay as you gym just like pay as you go but pay as you gym also coming to us from London and then we've got James Islay from uh, from Cognizm and he's the CEO there and out of Zurich so today we're going to be a rapid fire kind of a fireside chat with a whole bunch of people talking about the work-life balance because when you're a startup things are scrappy and your entire life is your business. And then once you start to scale up, (laughs) you have to get even scrappier and realize that true businessmen and women have to take time for themselves as well. It's not about working harder. It might be about working smarter, whether you go fishing or cycling or hanging out with your children. We're going to talk today about that mix. So Mr. Mike, I will pass it over to you so everyone can introduce themselves a little bit and uh, we will rock and roll. Thank you so much for the amazing introduction and just a quick note to, to say to Ryan that we are super proud of having you as a host. So it's time to congratulate you for the great job that you've been doing. So thank you so much and congratulations. And thank you so much for, for our panelists today. Uh, really impressive track records and what you are doing is, is really amazing. And I'm really honored to moderate this panel. So this topic was suggested and was a challenge from the Cognizm team and uh, that James leads. And um, yeah, it, the goal is to discuss how do we align life and business goals and how important it is in terms of performance at the end of the day. So is this a philosophical question or is this something that really drives results to your business? So. First, let's start with uh, short intros and uh, to get to know more about who are our panelists today. So, Jamie, would you like to start by introducing yourself and what Pay As You Gym does? Yeah, no worries. So, uh, Pay As You Gym is a, a marketplace for access to gyms. We're a lifestyle and fitness brand. We try and make accessing gyms, whether it's one gym, multiple gyms, um, much more flexible than the incumbent long-term uh, contract model that's there right now. We make it a lot easier. We deliver, we're a tech solution. 
and just like Deliveroo. Um, raised about 15 million to date, team size uh, just over 40, growing 100% in the last year. We're aiming to keep 100% growth for the next three years. Based in London, uh, UK business at the moment, we haven't gone beyond, uh, uh, beyond London at the moment. And yeah, that's a quick intro, excited about being here. Thank you, Jamie. And what about you, Mark? Hi guys, this is Mark Coe. So I'm the CEO and co-founder of Superhands. Uh, we're a business that helps other companies across the globe enrich their data using a hybrid system of human and machine. So our clients are generally technology companies who need help putting structure around unstructured data. Uh, we're based out here in Malaysia with about 35 enthusiastic guys in the office. Um, we've got a cloud-based curated workforce called the Super Agents. We've got about 2,500 of them across Southeast Asia working on our platform. Cool. Well then, thank you, Mark and James. Hi, yeah, so I'm um, the CEO and founder of Cognizant. Um, so we, we're a, a B2B sales intelligence um, company. Um, we, we've... Um, basically have offices in London. I'm actually in the London office right now, though I'm, I'm actually living in Zurich and uh, working from London. Um, and we have um, teams in um, uh, Skopje in Macedonia and Croatia. Um, we have about 150 clients uh, at the moment and uh, have got to around um, just over like 2.4 million in revenue um, and, and grown really rapidly in the last year, really, um, from, you know, I went around six employees to the, to, to the numbers we have now. Got it. Well done. So quite amazing. And yeah, let's let's start with uh, the first main topic inside Align uh, Life and Business Goals. So how important it is to manage yourself as your company scales and how much do you need to transform yourself from the startup stage to the scale-up stage? So the majority of your businesses now have almost 40 people, I'm, I assume. In your case, James, how, what is the ad count? Sorry, I didn't get it. Yeah, no, we get, we get, we're hitting around about 50 people now. Yeah. Right. So, so, so you are almost all of you uh, around the same stage in terms of size of company. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what what are you feeling about the, the transformation that you are going through during this, this stage? Maybe we can start by you, James, um, this time. Yeah, so um, for me, what's really been important has been to delegate away a lot of my work. So pretty much trying to uh, fire myself from uh, different roles and then hand them off to different people um, has, has, has been really important. And to get um, a balance, more of a balance in my life. I mean, it's, it, of course, when you um, start and you're wearing the many hats, uh, there isn't, it's really hard to get any sort of a balance, you know, because um, you've got so much to do and there's so many problems you're working on. And now I'm trying to get, I'm getting to a stage where there's more people I can trust or I'm able to now hire more people as we have more funding, we have more revenue. Um, and then I can a little bit gain a bit back of, of time and then start to find more of a balance between, um, I have more of a work-life balance, a slightly more but of course it's not the same as it was when i was in a nine to five job at a big corporate and i don't think i'll ever go back to that um i don't know if i could survive if it went back to that but um the the but it, you know it for, for the sake of family and for you know your own um mental health and everything else it, it's great to have some sort of a balance and you know have time for your family got it yeah, sometimes we talk a lot uh, in business about time management, but very few about energy ma management. Uh, and sometimes there are 
hours that are so consume so much so much energy and that are a lot of hours that consume very few energy for instance if we are looking for numbers that are not matching uh, in some in some important moments of our company this could uh, drain all of our energy um, away so uh, Jamie in your case how is uh, your role evolving from the startup stage to the scale-up stage uh, now so um, to me startup stage is about trying to find a product that works um, you know, the product market fit. Um, and once you find that, it's about scaling it up. Um, so for probably the last year or so, we've just been focused on, on scaling. And, and I suppose the big changes, um, like, like James said, I, I was involved with absolutely everything, product design, with, you know, UX, absolutely, you know, every part of the business. Um, and the change came for me about, there's two sides actually. One side was about finding the right senior management team. And to bring it forward, we have probably gaps of four people which I needed to bring in. And I spent a lot of time making sure we got the right people. But before we got the right people, we needed to take a step back and, and, and think about what business we wanted to build. Um, so, you know, these were, you could say it's the culture of the business, but I think culture is quite a limiting word in that, in that uh, sense. We had to think about the values. We had to think about the organizational design. And um, we had to think how we wanted to train and develop people. And then when you, when you have a, you can go so far with that. And then with that understood, you then find what type of people you're trying to employ, which I think is important. Don't employ the people, then try to try to build the business, uh, the culture of the business. So my time is probably 50% on finding the right people. That's winding down a little bit now because I've got some good people in. And the other half is, is really focused on the, the culture of the business uh, and in, embedding that culture. It's a lot of hard work to embed a culture, whether it's you know the values that you live by, um, whether it's the, the message, whether it's your organizational design, whether it's your training, whether it's progress, uh, progression management. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that, <laughs> way more than I ever believed there, believed there was. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, my job's moved a lot onto that, just making sure you know, we have the foundations of a business, now we want to build the house. Um, and the house takes a, it's, it's hard work making sure the structure is right. And it, I think it was, I suppose, a, a little bit of a wake up call for me when we, we started to scale the business and realized how much work we needed to do before we could scale. Um, um, but it's good. I actually really enjoy it. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a new job almost. You know, one was real product focused, pushing sales teams, et cetera. And now it's about really, yeah, building and building that business properly. It's very interesting what you just said, all the work that um, we need to do in order to prepare the company to, um, to scale. So one of the main reasons of um, startup failure is premature scaling. So sometimes we are not ready yet to, to scale and we start scaling. So Mark, um, how, how, how do you feel uh, when it's the right timing to scale and uh, how is it going for you during these years? Yeah, it's, it's been it's been super hectic um, for us, and you know, rightly said, the roles changed a lot over the over the years. Um, you know, from from when we first launched the business, yes, I was involved in most things within the organization. I still am, um, but I think what what I did, uh, what we've been doing really well, would be to look for really good guys, putting the right people in the right seats. I think that's the uh, the key thing we did when we when we raised um, the first couple of rounds. Um, 
so I think I think that was that was really helpful. I still like getting my hands dirty, so I still um, do a lot of sales uh, for the organization. It's something I really enjoy, um, and that's a good way for me to sort of meet people and connect with different people and to understand um, what else is happening on the ground within um, the clients that we target. So I like to I like to do that. But like Jamie said, you, know, you spend a lot of time working on on things like um, you know culture. So um, putting things on paper, making sure it's um, standardized, having clear communication, talking about the vision, talking about the mission, things that you don't think about in the early stage. And now it's, it's becoming really important because the guys are going, oh, yeah, you know, what's the communication? What's the, what's the story that we're all supposed to sing? Um, and how do you keep that aligned within the whole organization? So, you know, we run an uh, interesting um, organization where we've got guys in the office as well as a community of workers um, across um, on the cloud. Um, that means how do, you, how, do, how do you get this culture from the internal culture into the external culture? Um, I think that's always a bit more of a challenge. So using tech, using um, technology to help us to um, achieve that is, is quite key. So yeah, so spending a lot of time with culture, you know, identifying problems, um, going, going within different teams, trying to see um, what gaps we've got and how do we fill those gaps. So I'm generally a problem solver within the organization as well. And uh, how, how do you approach goal setting uh, around your life goals? Uh, are you a fan of setting goals for your life uh, as you do for your business? And uh, do, you, do you make yourself accountable uh, towards your team uh, or another peers? Is this something that you have uh, done in the past or that you are thinking about doing in the future? Yeah, um, for me, I, I do set my goals and it's something I've always done, um, I guess, in the early days as well. It's, uh, it's odd, you know, I put it down, never thinking it'd be uh, so important. And then now it's, uh, you know, I constantly have to go back and keep reflecting on that. Um, do I share that with the team? I think I do uh, with certain members of the team. Um, but I know that I should do that more so with, uh, with the, the overall organization because um, connecting life goals to business goals, I think it's quite important. It helps to um, drive um, not just myself, but the organization and the different guys in the team as well um, to help to you know, achieve the, the vision or achieve the business goals. Um, if you can align it, then there's a different type of motivation. Um, it's not a monetary thing, but a, you know, it's an it's a energized feeling to want to achieve those goals. Yeah, and guys, feel free to jump on instead of being myself, uh, asking each of you one thing or another. If you want to contribute something, please feel free to. I was just going to say, Mark's goal is doing a, uh, an Ironman at the minute, so that's, uh, that's pretty hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. setting, setting yourself big goals there, I like that. Yeah, I was, was, was going to say, uh, on my side, um, yeah, I'm accountable to my wife. So she's quite quite good at kind of steering me, <laughs> steering to what I actually have to do at home, um, and the, the goals for the kids. So she takes she takes that on that challenge, and then yeah, myself, I've also set challenges like I'm doing a half marathon in two weeks just wow. to stay fit. Um, I think it's important to have so you do, like do challenges like that to to just um, you know so you have a focus because you can just get lost in the work. You, mean, you always do. You have a hundred things coming in. And the only other thing I would say, like you talked about like appointing key people, like I think a, a big evolution that we've done, which is helping us scale a lot right now is, um, first of all, um, make sure that I've got time with all those key people that I've hired. So, so you know, that I've got like um, one-on-ones, but not just one-on-ones. I also break away and go on breaks with those people so I can really get to know them and then spend time with them and get 
um, like have like um, headspace to actually sit down and think about the problems that we've got and come up with ideas rather than just dealing with the operational side of things, but being out, have time for strategic planning. And then the other thing that we've done is got mentors. So all of us have mentors, like people who have, so like my, I've just got a mentor who's a serial entrepreneur, now m and specialist. Um, and, um, and then everybody, every one of my key people now has a mentor that's, you know, been through the scaling challenge before. Um, and I think that that's really helped at helping us get a really good advice and helping us avoid speed bumps. So I think those are important parts of the next stage and about how to keep the balance so that, you know, you're not just um, fighting, um, batting off operational problems all the time, that you actually got strategy about how, you know, where you're going. So something that I usually face, and I'm, I'm sure that for some of you wants to implement this uh, in a more radical way, depends on the culture that we all want to print in our companies. Uh, it is talking about our life goals uh, doesn't matter for business or uh, it might be a little bit intrusive. So we got some resistance when we are discussing in, in some of the scale-up uh, workshops that we run. Um, okay, okay. So life plan is something that we should not touch in our discussions here so let's talk about business and get go away uh, of life this is something that is about my life it's not about yours and you should not ask nothing about my life so how do you feel about this at, until at, at what point should we go and at what point should we stop and do you feel this resistance in the team or this is something that you really want to separate life and business in your business well, um, I don't. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. <laughs> so I was, I was just going to say that um, we wouldn't go necessarily into life goals um, as, as individual goals, but what we really focus on is time, making sure that the time balance is right. So the way I kind of look at it, and the way I'd, I like my team to look at it, you know, we've got this constant life balance, which is for me is work, family, fun, and fitness. And, and getting that balancing right is really, really tough. And we talk about a lot in our businesses. You know, our business is about flexibility to people get fitness. So we talk about this balance. Um, and the balance is fundamentally wrong for a lot of people. Um, and, you know, work for me is kind of 50% of my life. And then the other 50% is family fun. By the way, family and fun don't have to be mutually exclusive. They can't be together. Um, <laughs> and uh, on that fitness side, I'm just making sure when I look back at a week or a month that we're fitting that in. So in our business, we do things like Thursdays. We Everyone has a couple of hours extra up during lunchtime for fitness. And we try and make sure that we take a, a flexible approach to work so that we can help them balance their life out as as much as possible. I have a fundamental belief that if, you're, if your life is balancing out, then you're happy, you're gonna be happy at work and you're gonna be delivering your best. So it's, it's more around the structure and how we operate rather than really trying to understand everybody's individual life goals or my own life goals. That's, that's personal to me or, you know, it's, 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 you can't manage that as a business, but it's making sure everyone has enough time to actually do what they need to do in both sides of the equation. Um, and then I think, yeah, if that works, they're going to be bringing the most to uh, when they come into the office and, and do their work. Yep, got it. Mark, you, you were saying something? Yeah, no, I was just, uh, well, I'm going to echo very similar to, to Jamie as well. It's definitely, uh, you know, work-life integration. You know, I don't think, um, I think about work-life balance where I set specific time or 
or have that break or you know um, a set time for everything. I think it's you know when I'm when I'm cycling or when I'm doing um, training for for you know the Ironman. Um, I think essentially, you know, it's very it's I still I still think about work. Um, I don't segregate that. You know, when I'm networking or when I'm writing, I'm still you know there's always work discussion um, in the office. You know, people know um, the goals that I'm sort of working towards, and you know I think we all support each other. You know, in those things. So I think that's quite quite important and. Um, Rightly said, you know, if they're happy at home, they're going to be pretty happy at work too, um, with you know high energy levels, which is what we always gun for. James, would you like to add something? Um, I mean, in general, yeah, we we have an emphasis on, um, I suppose, in our in our company, of, uh, there is the fitness piece as well. So we like have a gym and you know encourage people to do that like i encourage and um try to encourage my employees to join me on this um half marathon for instance and just um get that like that balance the other thing is just uh, celebrating all our wins so you know um it's something i didn't have when i was in a corporate it's just you know when anybody achieves something or you know we hit goals it, we celebrate as a company like we go out we have entertainment budgets we spend that to enjoy enjoy ourselves and uh, i think the other big thing is people join a startup to accelerate their careers i mean you, you have an opportunity in um you know a startup growth company um, scale up company to you know go a lot further and a lot faster in your career than you would in a in a corporate where you're just joining and coming in a clog in the cog in the machine and you sit in a role and you know you'll get promoted after two three years um so actually you know that aspect of the um is important that you that that people see their careers accelerating really fast as well. And then that gives them inspiration and that gives them, um, you know, energy um, because, you know, they see their career moving a lot faster than their peers. Um, so that, that is another aspect. So I think uh, that's, that's important in our world to get that kind of, um, you know, energy in, in people. One thing just to sort of chirp in here, I always like to think of employees as more than just their job titles. And I encourage corporations to think about that because what what is outside of that job title is actually what will tend to make them human. And that's what helps to connect them with other employees. And if they're an outside facing, helping them to really connect with those potential clients, potential customers. So we've all been in situations where, yeah, you meet somebody in their sales rep. Great. But then you find out that they have kids, they like fishing and they like cycling. You're like, oh my gosh, like let's talk. And now you're connected. So I feel that the business connection is in really letting people be who they are at work. And, and that is without, or that is outside of the job title. So it's, it's interesting because yeah, there's this hesitancy to say, look, your work and your life, but sometimes where your life is, is what makes you human. And that's what helps to connect to make you the best salesperson available or to help you work through conflict with a, a coworker. Um, I just really, I like that human element that's brought in. Got it. Yeah, I, I just like add there, right? I mean, if you're in a, a scale up, um, then you know your employees are probably going to go through a lot more, are going through a lot more stress than they would in a normal corporate role because you know you you they're, they're getting thrown tons of new clients at themselves. Um, you know, the technology is evolving. Um, you know, it's it's not the same as being in a corporate where there's you know set volumes of work that somebody has to deal with. The volume is changing, the equation is changing all the time, and they're under a lot more pressure. Um, so you know, um, 
and usually that you know that I, mean, I, I don't know about the other companies but for, for ourselves a lot of the staff are graduates and so it's their first job and so you know you'll they're they as you're learning as a company they're learning as graduates as well um so so you really need to um i think spend time to get to know them as well and then help them with that that pressure element and help them with that as much as you can with that work-life balance and to take the kind of stress away from the role um, which is not a naturally stressy role right uh, in, a, in a scale up and in the beginning we as part of the leadership team we are the ones that are the most concerned or dedicated to to assure that ourselves and our leadership team uh, is fulfilling their life goals and everything is aligned with their business goals and everyone is happy because we believe that they have a better performance if they are but in a certain moment of your company especially uh, from now on you'd start to help your leadership teams to do the same with their middle, middle management and so uh, how do you plan to help them to manage themselves and at the same time to lead their teams in a way of perpetuating this culture of aligning life and business business goals? Um, how, how do we cascade? Uh, how do we assure that this culture uh, keeps moving forward as the company grows? Uh, just one point on that to kick off. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's from the very start, you know, if, if, if this is important to you as a business, um, development and, and managing you know, life goals along with work goals and having that balance yep. and control, you really need to recruit the people that are passionate about that also. And, and I, I've, personally, I find that really spending the time on understanding my leadership team as I've been recruiting them massively helps when it comes down to how they're managing their own businesses. I need to make sure that they are passionate about um, about what they would do in their own life and, and how they will manage their own teams. And actually, it's become a little bit easier. Right? Yes, there always has to be, you have to create a, a structure around that, you have to create a budget around it. But as long as you have people who are actually passionate about making that happen, I think they will make it happen. Got it. Mark James? Yeah, um, I think leading by example. So. As long as you know, I, I, I you know try to tie up my my life goals and business goals. Um, live very much a balanced um, life lifestyle uh, where I work hard and play hard. I think um, that should trickle down into the rest of the team and always encouraging them to to do the same. Um, I think you know at Superhands we're we're pretty good at that. We have a um, a great organization with um, great team members. The leadership team um, really you know enjoys uh, the work that super enthusiastic about what we're trying to achieve um, but yet at the same at the same time under under all that stress you know they still find time to you know travel do their sport and achieve their different things yeah i can say yes i have have observed this <laughs> so overwhelming the response and uh, angry to learn it's it's incredible james yeah i just i say i just adding to those things um i mean for me it was also it was important to keep um, kind of a completely open communication culture. Um, like I've tried to make, to make sure that the company doesn't get too hierarchical and that the leadership, only, I can only communicate to the lead, the leadership that I put in place. Um, that I can, I, that I have like a good communication and good relationships with everybody still at this stage. And I still, I think at the 50 people level, you can know everybody and, you know, have time for everybody um, in some way so that you can actually listen to their, you know, in case, 
there is an issue with leadership and they off a little bit you know off track and not not in terms of supporting um the the, the people under them so so you know that the i think it's important that you have an open communication culture so you can catch problems and to see if that's that element is is falling down or people are getting too much work or they're too stressed in their role so i think that's also a critical element of um making sure you get the balance right uh, something that came to my mind for, for our audience is to use the employee NPS to manage the quality of the leadership team. So it might be a good way to check if everything is on, in place uh, or not and what needs to be improved in order to be more effective leading the company. Um, cool. I think that we are... Yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, just we, we do that as well, but I, I found that that sometimes it doesn't always catch the issues and actually having a quiet drink with somebody um, does a better job of that. <laughs> so it's good to have like a good, uh, good set of relationships with everybody in the company so that people feel that you as a CEO are open and, um, and approachable um, and that you don't build an iron wall behind your leadership team. I think that that's really um, important because I've seen that at a lot of companies I worked at where the CEO just wasn't approachable at all. Um, and didn't want to be approached by employees. So I think that that's a mistake, a big mistake. Got it. There's a tool, um, just quick one called Tiny Pulse. If anybody's heard of it or used it before, it's pretty effective to um, uh, monitor employee uh, happiness. It's, it's not just NPS. So there is NPS in it, but there's lots of different questions, and you can feed in questions. Mm -hmm. You can celebrate success. You could give cheers out for other um, uh, cool. staff, other members of staff, and then that. You can use the questions that are brought up in a monthly team meeting and sort of respond to any things. But I agree, drinks drinks always good, um, not always scalable, but <laughs> unless you want to kill your liver. But uh, um, yeah, Tiny Pulse, have a look out for it. We've, we've used it to a pretty good fact. Perfect. Thanks for sharing some tools to be used. And yeah, before we, mo before we go, would like to ask each of you, uh, what, what would be the final or the advice that you would give to your younger self if you have the opportunity to give it? So what do you think you should have done better or you, you could have done it better uh, three or, or four years ago in, of course, related with aligning life and business goals? Mark, it seems that you are quite ready. <laughs> oh no, James, um, I don't know. James is ready, it seems. No. <laughs> Not yet. I, I, no, no, I, yeah, I, I would say for me, I wish I'd started a, uh, my company earlier, um, startup earlier, because this is a lot better than corporate life. Um, and uh, in general, yeah, just to get that. Um, well, I mean, it's it, it, at the start, it's really difficult to get any sort of work-life balance. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you, 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 you and your family need to be prepared for the fact that it is very difficult to get work-life balance at the beginning, but that you can build it, um, you know, probably that two-year stage, once you're two years in, it can start to build it in better. But, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge commitment doing a, a new business and, and you have to be prepared for that huge commitment. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. Um... Probably to I mean, identify, you know, goals earlier, the, the values of the business, the vision, the mission, um, identifying culture, putting it down on paper, um, sharing that with the organization, not just holding it to yourself. I think these are things which uh, we only recently did and found that these are super important and so valuable in terms of helping us grow the business and to scale the team as well. 
Um, so I think that's, yeah, that's something I, I would do. Super interesting. Jamie. Yeah, I just, just think one thing which we I personally haven't done as well over the years, which I know now, it's just communication. I, I have this sort of weird thing in my head that I, what I think when something's going on in my head, I think everybody else understands it. And it's taken me a while to realize that they do. And, and, and now I've realized it takes a lot of time and effort to communicate in the right way so everybody's on the same page. The opposite used to happen where I'd go, why don't you understand this? I mean, surely we're all on the same page. And, and it took me a while to realize that's that's my fault. That's nobody else's fault. Uh, a bit better at it nowadays, but I could have done that five years ago. Very, very interesting. I think that this is a common one for all of us. Uh, it's avoiding to repeat ourselves too much because we believe that everyone is almost tired of hearing the same thing. And usually they are not. <laughs> so yeah, repeat more more times what, what you are thinking. Uh, thank you so much, Jamie, Mark, and James. But before we move, we need to get back the word to Ryan. Well, thank you. Well, this is a fun conversation. Jamie, speaking of communication, you know, I believe that uh, the four words that you pulled out and communicated to the group is what the whole recap is. It's essentially, how do you figure out this balance? And it's, it's work, family, fun, and fitness. And what a great set. But something else that was said is that the thing about fitness is that you have to fit it in. And I like this idea that you have to be flexible. And if I'm looking at fitness as a whole new way. So if we take work-life balance as fitness, which is finding the time to fit in the work, the fun, the family, the fitness, the play, all while being flexible. So I, I think that the idea of a scale-up and a startup, you've got extra pressure on you. So it's extra important to communicate with your employees, find out what makes them tick, what makes them human, what makes them excited about what they're doing so that they are more than just a job title, but that they're happy at work. Because we all know a miserable person at work is not gonna add to the bottom line. So to the original question, does a balance between life and business add to the bottom line? It does, it will either add or subtract. So I think that it's, uh, it's a good reminder that we should all be a little bit more fit in trying to fit in and be flexible when it comes to these things so that there is truly balance. Um, and that will hopefully help the balance sheet. <laughs> if you uh, are out there and you're listening to this, I suggest contact to these gentlemen. If I gave myself advice for a younger age, it would be connecting with more people like this more often earlier. The idea of mentorship is huge because um, dealing with people who have gone through it before, the heroes with the capes, that's how we really succeed. So I appreciate you guys joining us from all around the world. Check out more of these things on Scale Up academy.io and we will see you next week every week as we bring people from around the world to basically have a heroic conversation that will move the needle in the direction you want so i think that's it uh if the magical wizard of oz can hit the stop button we will see everyone offline or online soon bye <laughs>